how okay so we're doing this we're doing this it's gonna happen it's gonna be a thing um i am sitting in the hallway of my house um because my dog won't let me sit in the living room and my cat doesn't want me in my room so uh if the audio sounds a little weird it's because i'm in a hallway and if you hear any purring it is my cat who will not leave me alone carly i love her but she is needy um welcome to the stuff i can't shut up about this is a podcast about all the things I can't shut up about. Um, today we will be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's going to be a fun little thing. I-, I should probably introduce myself and my plans for this podcast first. Um, I am Tristan. If you know me in my personal life, you will understand that silly little joke of a name. Um, if you don't, you don't. I- I'll probably end up explaining it later on, um, but for now... You can call me Tristan, uh, because, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, I, growing up (laughs) in middle school on through now into my adult life, was the kid who was obsessed with movies and books and all kinds of silly little things and would talk, anyone who was listening, I would talk their ear off about it and just not shut up and it it did get me my fair share of bullying it got me my fair share of shit growing up but um now it's just kind of become the thing i'm known for um everyone kind of knows me as the resident marvel and supernatural expert in town um i have had a number of people text me asking for the plots of random little things that they know i'm a fan of so i guess all those years of getting bullied has paid off because not only do people come to me for advice and for like what they should watch, the plots of things, explanations? I also get to make a silly little podcast about it. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> um, I've been meaning to do this for a while and I would like to give a shout out to my buddy Omar for <laughs> finally encouraging me to do it because it's something I've had on my mind for a while. Um, and he was like, do it, just do it. So thanks Omar. Um, This is just going to be a fun little space for me to ramble about my little interests and my loves. Um, Because I just just need a fun little space to do that. As someone who has gotten so much negativity in their their entire life, almost, for just talking about the things I love. And being, admittedly, a little annoying about it. I I just need this. I need this. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I keep telling myself that because I am very, very nervous. Um, But today we're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, it's okay. This movie. Oh, I love it so much. I saw it in theaters twice. (laughs) Um, I did not see it opening night. I really wanted to, but I ended up being busy opening night. I saw it the first time Christmas day with my family because I was begging them to go see it in theaters because I did not want to wait three months for it to be out to rent or to be on Disney Plus. If they end up putting it on Disney Plus, they probably won't. Um, (laughs) But I begged and begged and begged, mainly because the last movie I saw in theaters, pre-COVID, pre-the world kind of going to shit, um, was Spider-Man Far From Home. And I felt like it was going to be very poetic to go see the next Spider-Man movie in theaters as my first movie back. Um, And I did, and I did, and I loved it. The second time I saw it, almost a week ago, um, hanging out with my friends. (laughs) Um, We were initially supposed to go bowling and uh, that kind of fell through. 
Um, so I was like, we could go see Spider-Man again. Because at that point, we had all already seen it. And we all had already loved it. And we were like, sure. Thank you, buddies, for agreeing to go see it again with me. Because I was kind of nervous to be out and about on a Monday night. And I don't do the best socially. <laughs> so it was good to go see something comforting to me. Something I love. Um, anyway. So I think we should get into it. Um, I... From the moment this movie was announced, I was so excited for it because I, I, I love Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. I love every single Spider-Man movie. Just now watched all of them. Um, I was born in 2003. Um, and that, that was the year after the first one came out. Um, so Spider-Man in like Spider-Man movies has been around my entire life. And I just now watched all of them. I, I remember in middle school, the kids talking about them and kids watching them and like them being on when I would go over to people's houses or just like on TV. Um, but I never, I never sat down and watched them until I got into like the MCU as a 13, 14 year old and Tom Holland's Spider-Man was introduced. Um, and I fell in love with him. Tom Holland, I will admit, was my first celebrity crush. Um, love the man. I love his Spider-Man. I've always loved his Spider-Man. Um, I've always loved all the Spider-Mans. I never understood how people could pick a favorite. Um, cause after watching all, what, seven of the movies and seeing No Way Home, I'm like, I, I don't think I have a favorite. I think I have movies that I prefer because I've, they're like the ones I've grown up with. Like my friends, um, they personally prefer, um, Tobey Maguire's trilogy because those are the movies they grew up with. I, I like Tom Holland's movies cause those were like my first Spider-Man movies. I will say I do love, I love Tobey Maguire trilogy. I love Andrew Garfield's movies, but Tom Tom has always been my Spider-Man in a way, um, because I mean the first proper Spider-Man movie that I saw was Homecoming, and I loved it. Homecoming came out my freshman year, and I loved it. I loved it so much. I have two little Funko Pops. I just would not shut up about that movie when it came out. So much so that my ex-boyfriend got me Spider-Man stuff for Christmas. <laughs> After we broke up, he was like, I know you love him, so here you go. <laughs> I still have that pop to this day for some reason. But anyway, um, I, I love this movie. Um, the plot, <laughs> amazing. I, I loved like the trailers and the idea of not only the multiverse being introduced after everything that happened in Far From Home with us thinking we were going to get the multiverse with Mysterio. Um, I like that they finally brought it in, especially with stuff like Multiverse of Madness coming up. Um, I like that they finally gave us that, um, especially since it meant we got to see all those really, really cool villains from the previous Spider-Man movies, including Doc Ock and the Green Goblin, which are like two of my favorites. Um, and it also meant that Venom and Eddie were now canon, as well as other characters. It's just, it was just so satisfying to see just those three universes, three little sets of movies come together for one movie. Um, so watching that trailer the first time was honestly a shock because one, like I said, I didn't really know who everyone is. I knew like from a character standpoint, like, oh yeah, that's Doc Ock, that's Green Goblin. I just didn't know their stories until I recently watched all the movies. Um, but I, I, I kind of knew, like, I was like, wow, okay, so they are bringing in all these old villains from previous movies. This is going to be very interesting. Um, 
I loved it. So, for those who haven't seen No Way Home, I don't know why you're here, because this is going to be full of spoilers. But, um, so the plot basically is that um, after the events of Far From Home, where Mysterio reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, um, life becomes living hell for that poor kid. <laughs> oh my god. That poor kid, he couldn't, he can't catch a break. Everyone thinks he's a criminal, thinks he killed Mysterio. Um, he can't even go to school without being just like attacked by paparazzi and just everyone taking his photos, everyone asking questions. And it's, it's, his life just goes downhill and he hates it so much. So much so that like the poor kid can't even get into MIT, his dream school. None of his friends can get into schools because there's just this big scandal of him being Spider-Man and anyone associated with him, just their lives go to shit. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to my homie Stephen Strange and I'm going to ask him to erase the memory that I am Peter Parker. And the spell goes a little awry uh, and the multiverse opens. Anyone who knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man gets brought in to his world. And that includes Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Sandman, all these fun villains from the previous movies that I, I just really enjoyed seeing again. Um, and so he decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to send these guys back. But he notices that they all died fighting Spider-Man. And that, he's like, uh-uh, no, I'm going to cure them. They're going to be okay. Because my boy, my boy Peter Parker, he cares about people. And I love that for him. He wants to help people. He always just wants to help people. And I, I love that about him. I love that he just... He's a nice guy. Nobody hates Peter Parker because he's a nice guy. And it's just, he, so he tries to cure them. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave things better than I found him. And respect, man. Uh, respect, honestly. So he cures them all. A bunch of crazy stuff happens. Aunt May dies. I cried about that. I'm going to talk about that later. But, oh my gosh, I was bawling my eyes out. Um, The other Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man's, um, come in and they help him out and they it's just oh it's so beautiful I'm gonna talk about that later too but um in the end our boy Peter realizes that they they have to shut this down they have to fix this thing with the multiverse before everyone who is anyone who knows Peter Parker exists comes into his universe so the only way to do that is to erase everyone's memories that peter parker ever existed and that also made me cry um um that means uh everyone including happy morgan uh pepper ned uh mj anyone who's ever met peter parker and knows of his existence his friends his remaining family they all forget about him and he is left alone just living in new york and it, it's so heartbreaking and honestly this movie was like you know that quote from riverdale it's like the epic highs and lows of football this was the epic highs and lows of marvel movies because at one point you were like so hyped that all these all these villains that you knew were getting reintroduced and brought into the movie and then Aunt may dies and then two minutes later andrew garfield shows up and then it's and then Peter, the spell with everything happens, and he, everyone forgets he exists. It was just an emotional roller coaster. Dare I say, about or more emotional than Endgame. Um, it was something else. It was so good. I saw it twice. Um, so, um, 
let's talk about all the little details that I loved. Um, I I remembered <laughs> watching uh, Far From Home before the literally thirty minutes before I was going to go see it for the first time. Uh, no Way Home for the first time. Um, I remembered Peter's still in high school in this. Um, and I was a freshman in high school when Homecoming was released. Um, and he was a sophomore, canonically, in that movie. Um, but due to the snap and due to it being five years, um, somehow he ended up being <laughs> a junior. He ended up going into his junior year in 2023, right? Um, I graduated in 2021. Um, so now... I'm older than MCU Peter Parker, and I graduated high school before him. Um, he's like, I think he, it's 2023, and he just entered his senior year. He just turned 18, and I'm 18 now in 2022. Um, we'll be 19 in March. Um, and I think that's so funny because his graduating year is 2023, right? 2023, 2024. My little brother, who is three years younger than me, will be graduating around the same time. So it was just so funny for me going into that movie being like, okay, so this this kid is graduating at the same time my brother is. But he was older than me when he started high school and now this is happening. It was, the snap really did something to my brain and everyone in the movie's brains as well. And I think it's absolutely freaking hilarious that all these characters that were teenagers when I was just entering my teenager years are still teenagers <laughs> or, or the kids born my year um, are now like in their 20s and living life. Because like, then again, it is 2023 and it's only 2022 now in our universe, in our little world. Um, so that's, that's something really interesting that I noticed. Um, um, a couple things I noticed was, yeah, the high school thing, um, as well as, um, okay. <laughs> okay, so, the whole thing with Mysterio was happening, they're all, like, seeking legal action. And the second, <laughs> the second they say, you're gonna need a lawyer, my brain just went, Matt Murdock. Um, because <laughs> it's like, lawyer, New York City, who else are they gonna call? Um, in Marvel, She-Hulk, I guess, and, like, you know, another random lawyer, but I had heard that, you know, Matt was gonna be in this movie, and I was like, is his lawyer gonna be Matt Murdock? Because, um, I got into Daredevil a week before I went to see No Way Home, because I heard that he was gonna be in it. Um, I heard little rumors, I didn't know if any of them were true, and I was like, you know what, I, I, vaguely know who Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, is, um, I'm just gonna make sure I kind of have, like, a general idea of, like, him as a character within the show, within Marvel properties that aren't the comics, um, so I think I was on episode 9 or 10 when I went to see No Way Home, um, and it's safe to say I am a Matt Mar- Mur- I am a Matt Murdock girl now, um, I love him so much. Oh my god, I'm gonna make a whole separate episode on Daredevil and my thoughts on it. Um, I I love him. I love him. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters now. Um, and I was so happy when I saw him in No Way Home. 
I, I'm not an old Daredevil fan. I haven't been watching it since 2015. My mom watched season one in 2015 when it came out. I was 12, so I didn't watch it because I was like, ah, this is weird. <laughs> um, I wasn't even that big of a Marvel fan. So I, I was so happy to see him in No Way Home as a new fan of his. It was just amazing. Okay, I had to relocate, but because of <laughs> my dog. Um, but anyway, so... I'm not a new Daredevil, but new Daredevil fan by any means. Um, however, it is safe to say in the nine episodes I watched before No Way Home that I was a very big fan of his already, and I, I had to hold back a tiny little scream when I saw him. Um, I I was just so excited mainly because this meant the Netflix shows were at least somewhat canon. Um, and that was that was huge for me because I. I was kind of wondering, like, okay, how many of the shows, if any, are canon? And with the introduction to Matt Murdock, or with the introduction of Matt Murdock into the MCU through No Way Home, that means they're at least a little canon. They, okay, I heard a little bit that they might change their characterizations, which I'm going to be really sad if they do because I love Daredevil as it is. I love how brutal it is. I love the darkness, the vibes that it has. Um... Even if they were to dial back some of, like, the blood and death and everything, um, I'm still glad that these characters are now somewhat canon, at least. I'm very excited to see um, Matt in future projects. I, I'm i just so happy. I, I knew from the second that they were like, Peter, you need a lawyer. Peter, you need a lawyer. I was like, it's going to be my man, Matt. It's going to be my man, Matt. And I was so happy when it was him. Um... I, I would like to point out the fact that uh, Mr. Matt Murdock caught that brick um, to protect the only other person who could have caught that brick. Um, and I know, I know in his head he was just screaming like, what the fuck? Why did I do that? They're gonna start asking questions. This is a bad idea. And Peter was just like, um, sir, how did you catch that? And I, I just... I know that all the alarms were going off in both him and Peter's heads. Like, um, I'm just going to forget that this happened. And I think they, they both agreed to forget that it happened. Mainly Matt, because uh, he doesn't remember that Peter exists anymore. Um, anyway, I'm very excited for the future of Daredevil and other Netflix characters um, in the MCU. I, uh, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy! Anyway, um, so after all that, he Peter goes to Doctor Strange, right? Um, the only thing I would like to point out from that whole sequence of events with him and his interactions with uh, Stephen Strange is the tiny little mug that Strange is holding. Um, I don't remember exactly what it says. Let me look in my notes. <laughs> I have notes. I'm such a nerd. Um, uh, it was what it, it had a fox on it, and it was like I don't give a fox. Or something. Something really silly like that. And I, I noticed that the second time around, this little mug. And I was like, I want that. It was it was a play on words. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was so cute though. I, I like I have a couple of different fox mugs. Foxes were my favorite animal for a really long time when I was a kid. Um so I have multiple fox mugs and I was like, you know what, I need that. I need that. Um I will be finding one and I will be very very happy when I do um 
another little detail <laughs> I love is that um, Wong is Sorcerer Supreme, um, and my man deserves that, honestly. Um, I, I am not a big fan of Stephen Strange as a character. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I like him, but at the same time, I'm like, you annoy me in so many ways. Um, and I, I'm very happy that Wong got to be Sorcerer Supreme, mainly because of the snap. That is why he's Supreme. But also, I think he deserves it. He's a good guy. He's, he's a very, he's very committed to being his little wizardy self. And Strange, I feel like, has like a certain arrogance about him that you kind of see more so in Doctor Strange. Um, and I'm just, I don't, I don't see him running this joint, you know, especially like effectively. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would just all fall apart with him. Um, I think he, he's got a lot of like arrogance and pride he has to work through before he can become supreme. He's certainly powerful enough to do it. We, we can see like practically like book wise, he is good enough to do it. Um, but I don't think on like a leadership skill, he should be supreme. Anyway, that's a discussion for another day, but, um, another little, another little detail. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that they changed the way Peter's, like, little spidey sense, his little tingle, whatever you want to call it, how it worked. Because in the other movies, we very much saw it as just something that happens, something he just does. Um, something that, like, there wasn't, like, any build-up to it. Um, my twin pointed out that it was a lot more like how it is in Andrew Garfield's movies, where there's, like, a little little melody, like, a little couple notes that they play in a moment where Peter just, like, pauses and like thinks and then acts in accordance with the danger. I really like that. I, I noticed that the first time around that they were doing it differently, but my twin mentioned that it was more like the other Spider-Man. Um, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that because it, it really, it's like, it helped with the storytelling of the movie in a way. Because you see it with you can see it kind of activate and him try to like process it and like what the danger is going to be with Norman um, right before everything that happens with May happens. Um, and I think it, it really, it did affect the storytelling in a way. And I, it was a very good little detail that they included that I loved. Um, it was just so cool. Um, I would like to take a moment for a uh, villain appreciation villain appreciation i love a good villain i love a sassy little snarky little bad guy um and this movie had like what seven of them <laughs> um first we had doc ock who i love doc ock everyone on tiktok is like simping for him right now it's so funny um doc ock is one of my favorite spider-man villains um i think he's really neat um i love how when they cured him he just went back to being just like a happy little guy he just was like, hey, Peter, I feel like he'd be a good father figure to Peter if things were different. I feel like he'd be a good dad figure, um, but also really bad at it because he never had kids. So um, I did. I really liked how Peter beat him with the power of Bluetooth. <laughs> he Bluetoothed him. I literally I wanted to say that to my family as we were watching the movie and I didn't. I didn't. I was dying of laughter, though, the first time I saw it. I was Bluetooth him. He just was like beep boop boop Bluetooth and freaking beat him. I that was so funny to me. Um, let me have the Green Goblin. I love Green Goblin. 
Oh my gosh, he is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, other than Doc Ock and Electro. Um, I love his little laugh. <laughs> I love his little laugh. It, Norman Osborn is a really sad character when you think about it. Doc Ock too, but specifically Norman. Like, was he a good guy beforehand? No. But, like, the idea of, like, that split personality type thing is just so like sad and also a little unsettling especially when it's something as violent as the green goblin it's like the poor guy you really see it in no way home specifically like this poor guy like he wanted to be good he wanted to do the right thing but he couldn't it was so sad um i loved his little outfits i loved that he had like the purple hoodie with like the green jacket it was very it was a cute little outfit for him I loved it. Um, and him stealing the donuts as Peter and May were talking about, like, curing them and, like, what to do. He was just like, I'm just gonna steal me a couple donuts. It's gonna be great. I loved it. I loved that for him. Um, then we had Sandman. Sandman was always one of those Spider-Man villains that, like, stuck in my head from, uh, the couple times that, um, I would go over to other people's houses and we would just, like, turn on a movie and it would be a Spider-Man movie. That happened a couple times because, um, couple people that I knew like they just owned a lot of DVDs and a lot of them were random movies that happened to be Spider-Man um and Sandman was one of those villains that I I remembered like from like being a kid and being like yeah I don't know what the heck is going on with that guy um but he's made us sand and he's weird um and he is from he's from the third Maguire film Right, yeah, I think so. Um, Dark McGuire or the second Andrew one? Um, second Andrew one. No, third one, McGuire. I don't, I don't remember what film he's from, but I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. I thought he was really cool. I, I, I really liked that he, he just wanted to get back home to his family. He just wanted to, like, go home to see his daughter, and I was like, that is, like, the one thing I loved about him the first time he was introduced. Is that he just was a dude who just wanted his family to be happy and healthy and to care for his daughter. I was like, this is so sad. Um. Anyway, I love I love Sandman. He's, like, I love all the villains so much. I love a good villain. I love that he just was trying to help, too. He just tries to help Peter. And he tries to be a good guy. Because he's like, I don't want to go back to jail. I don't want to do anything bad. Um... Electro. Oh my gosh. I love Electro. Mainly because he plays music. He makes little musics with his little electric electricity on the power lines. And I, I think that's really cool. Because <laughs> I'm a musician. I really like that kind of thing. Um, and so I, I, I like that Like when he's first introduced in his original movie that he like plays little songs and I like that they brought that in his music is so badass okay I love it it's up there with like the Punisher music for me in a way not the same like it's not the same level as quality but I love it um and then we have the lizard oh my gosh so TikTok is kind of in this like Kurt Connors was right kind of moment right now um where they're like you know he was right like a lot of Bad stuff wouldn't happen if we were lizards. And I, I'm like, yeah, I agree. I love lizards, by the way. Um, I wanted a pet one since I was, like, 10. Um, I think they're really neat. <laughs> um, so, 
I, I do enjoy the lizard. I do enjoy the first Andrew Garfield movie a lot, too, where he's introduced. That fight scene was a lot of fun. Um, I, I would like to point out that even though they cured Dr. Connors, um, Mance is just going to go back to his home universe and turn himself into a lizard again. Because he, he really did enjoy being a lizard. Um, another thing that um, I also think is, I think is hilarious is... Um, how hilarious the concept of turning people into lizards is. Um, I was explaining, my, a friend of mine didn't have enough time to watch all of the movies um, before going to see No Way Home, but they still wanted like to know what happened. And so she was like, look, fill me in on as much information as you can on these movies because I don't have time to watch them. I'm going to see it tonight. I was like, okay, I got you. And the one of the movies was the first Amazing Spider-Man film. Um, and I was like, so, uh, there's this guy and he wants to turn everyone into lizards. And she thought that was hilarious. And I, admittedly, it is a very stupid and crazy idea that is just so funny to think about turning people into lizards. <laughs> who thinks of that? Like, who thinks, yeah, lizards, <laughs> just because they have regenerative properties. And it, it's, it is admittedly a very hilarious idea to turn people into lizards. And you know what? My man Connors, he he he's a good he's a cool guy. He would so go back and turn himself into a lizard. He enjoyed being a lizard too much. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? We have so was that all the villains? Was that all the villains? <laughs> Venom. Um, Venom was not a formal like villain in this movie. He was just kinda in the end. Um, another little small detail that if you look, if you look very closely in the cracks in the multiverse, um, both times in the very beginning with like when the spell is first used and at the end when Steven's kind of just trying to hold it all together before it all falls apart, you can see the outlines of different characters, um, who are being like, but like trying to come through. Um, in the first one, you can see the lizard actually. Um, I noticed that my second time around, um, the first time around, I noticed you could see the rhino from uh, the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, uh, kind of in the cracks in the multiverse uh, at the very end. Um, and I, I thought that was such a neat little detail because, like, a lot of them and like they're just kind of little shapes, little people of like what I assume would be Peter's friends and like family trying to like come into like the multiverse and like come to uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man's world. Um, and I, I, I did enjoy the little details of, like, some of the villains being able to be seen. Um, okay, so I think, I think it's time we talk about the saddest part of the movie. And one of the, big, the biggest changes to Spider-Man's story. Um, so, in the fight with the Green Goblin, um, the building kind of blows up a little, like, rubble kind of falls, shit gets wild, um... And Aunt May is injured, and she inevitably dies as a result. Um, and normally, in these movies, it's Uncle Ben who dies. May lives, he, and she kind of helps Peter, like, grow up and, like, become, like, the person we see him as. Um, and I, I should have known the second she said, with great power comes great responsibility, that she was going to die, considering... Every other iteration of Ben has died almost immediately after saying that. Um, 
the first time around, I was so naive. I was just like, oh, she said the line. Oh my God, she said the line. And I thought that was like big enough. I was like, they're going to leave it at that. No, she died. And I, the first time around, I cried like a baby. I did. I was so sad. I loved May. She was so cool. And it was, it was just such a sad moment. It was so sad. I gotta applaud Tom for his acting on that. That made me cry, man. Oh my god. Seeing people cry in movies, especially if it's a character I love or like an actor I love, I cried too because I'm like, oh my gosh, we, we cried together. That was so sad. Um, that, that, I, I cried. Like, I was just, I, there were tears forming in my eyes coming down my face. Um, the second time around, um, there were tears in my eyes. I did not cry. However, my friends thought I was crying a lot um because okay so something you can't tell because this is a audio format not a visual kind of format is that I have very long thick eyelashes um and some of you ladies and gents out there are probably thinking oh those must be a blessing they are a curse okay they are so long they feel like daggers when they fall into my eyes um and they, they do not feel good most of the time to have um so one of these wonderful dagger lashes happened to stick me in my eye as May was dying. <laughs> um, and so I was like rubbing my eye trying to get it out because it's dark and it's like, I don't have a mirror. I can't like see my eye to like try to get it out. And I, I can like have a general feeling of where it is, but I, I kept like, like tears were already kind of forming in my eyes. I kept rubbing my eye and it is, as I'm doing that, it's getting more and more watery and like my friends can like kind of see me touching my eye and they're like, oh my God gosh are they crying and I was like I mean a little bit I was like don't even talk to me I'm, I'm crying a little bit but there's an eyelash I was like afterwards I was like by the way I was crying when May died but also one of my eyelashes fell fell in my eye and they were like yeah sure so um buddies bros if you're watching this or listening to this um just know I was telling the truth it hurt too. You don't know because you, you don't experience that pain of these dagger little lashes. <sighs> I was crying, but I wasn't crying that hard, okay? Not all of us are heartless. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So um, we'll kind of have to see because there is only one scene who has consistently made me cry every time I've seen it. And I've seen this scene three times. It is the confession scene from 1518 of Supernatural. Um, yes, I am a Supernatural fan. Um, I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, that scene, uh, the three times I have seen it, yes, I subjected myself to that torture three separate occasions. Um, it has made me cry. It, it is, it is a very brutal episode. Um, it, it makes me cry. I'm going to probably end up doing a podcast episode talking about Supernatural, specifically that episode and everything about it. But um, Cass confessing his love for Dean and then dying is the only scene in any piece of media that has consistently made me ugly cry and like sob my eyes out um, every time I have seen it. And I, I can tell you it will forever and always do that to me because it is such a sad episode. And with that ending... It's just the cherry on top for, like, the tears and the emotions coming out. Um, so we'll have to see, like, test of time if May's death will consistently make me tear up. Um, it hasn't made me, it made me kind of ugly cry a little bit. It was a very contained ugly cry because I was in public. Um, 
but I, I think we'll have to see. We'll have to let, let this one mellow um, before we can come to the conclusion whether or not it is one of those scenes. If it, it gets the rightful spot of number two of uh, making me cry like a baby. Um, I don't think it will. It's got big shoes to fill with the confession scene, man. Um, anyway, let's get on to something happier. Um, because two minutes later, after May's death, I'm still wiping the tears from my eyes, um, the beautiful Andrew Garfield shows up. Um, listen, I had heard the rumors. I had seen the little theories online. Um, I was having a hard time believing, uh, that the other two Spider-Men would show up. Um, I thought it was overhyped. I was like, it's not gonna happen. We are getting our hopes up for nothing. Um, I was like... Look, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, it's kind of a wasted opportunity if they don't, but I understand we live in a crazy, crazy world, um, and not necessarily everything we want to happen can happen, especially with this movie being made during a pandemic and all that jazz. Um, but I, I was so happy when Andrew showed up. Oh, I love him. Peter 3 has my heart. Um... I, I was so happy. And then, like, the fact that Ned opened the portal and, like, found him. Oh, that was so great. That was amazing. I love that. Oh, it was so good. I loved his vibes, too. His vibes this movie were just amazing. He was just, like, the fun middle child in a way. And when Toby was introduced, how they immediately were like, ah, no, and, like, tried to web each other and, like, were like, oh, you're a Spider-Man, too? And oh, it was great. Um, I will say, like Toby, Toby was awfully like Peter, little Peter too. He was awfully like chill to the concept of a multiverse. Like the other two were like, oh my gosh, really? This is the thing, and he was like, oh okay, okay, this is a thing. Wow. Um, it was almost like he kind of knew in a way, but like this man fought an alien made of black goo, so. I, I don't I don't doubt that he's probably seen some weird shit in his day. Um but I, I loved all three of the Peters together, working together and like their vibes as like brothers. I loved that they saw each other as brothers in a way. Um that was so sweet. Um and I will say each of them portrayed like the older, middle, and younger sibling think perfectly because I am one of three kids. I am the middle kid. Um, I have an older sibling and a younger little brother. Um, and I will say the vibes were on point, not necessarily for like me and my siblings' personalities, but how we kind of function together when we do get along um, was so on point. Like Toby his Spider-Man had, like, that vibe of, like, the older brother, but also the dad, um, which was just amazing, and then you had Andrews, who was just, like, the fun, quirky little middle one who was just going through it the whole time. This man, can we, can we give, uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man a hug? Can we actually give all the Spider-Mans a hug? Um, because they need it. They've been through a lot. Um, I think Spider-Man and Daredevil, they are, like, the most traumatized characters in Marvel. Like, they go through so much. Other than, like, okay, Bucky, obviously, is one, too. But, like, dude, these Peters, they lose everyone they love. Constantly. I mean, 
with the first one, kind of lost, he lost Uncle Ben, blamed himself for a really long time. Um, his relationship with MJ isn't all that good, but I guess they kind of made it work out. I don't know. You have um, Peter 3, Andrew Spider-Man, who lost Gwen, and that was so sad. Oh my god. Ah! And then also Ben on top of that. Um, and then you have Tom Holland Spider-Man, who's not only lost Ben, but also May, um, Tony, who was like a father figure to him, and by the end of the movie, pretty much everyone he knows and loves. It is so sad. Um, give Spider-Man's a hug, 2022, please. Um, I loved all three of the Peters banter as well. Um, they really did function like siblings in that way like the way they they like awkwardly ask each other questions um and everything it's like okay one of the funniest scenes was not only like toby's spider-man giving andrew a pep talk and like andrew playing chiropractor for a bit um it was just so sweet to see like peter peter too like tell peter three that he was just he was amazing he deserved to be happy and loved and i was like good tell him he deserves it he's he's an amazing guy he did amazing (laughs) um hype they hyped each other up they they brothers oh my god brother vibes it was just so great um (laughs) the web fluid thing (laughs) okay so they finally answered the one question (laughs) we all kind of had of like the web fluid (laughs) Um, there have been some funny TikToks to come out of that. I won't mention any of them, but if you've seen them, you've seen them. (laughs) Some of them are cursed. Some of them are funny. Um, but, like, they finally answered it. It was like, so that, that shit just comes out of his wrists. Doesn't come out anywhere else. Um, he doesn't know how he does it. It just kind of happens. we've spent like wondering and it finally was answered in like the best little way possible and then them talking about all of their little villains that they fought and then Andrew Andrew being so jealous that was like I didn't get to fight an alien <laughs> let let there be a third Andrew Garfield movie and let Peter 3 little Andrew Garfield Spider-Man let him fight an alien, please. Let him let him have a bit let him have a little venom friend. Let him do that. Um I this movie was so good. I'm kinda losing it now because now I'm just like gushing and I have no like formed thoughts. But this is the first episode I can do that. Um I okay. It was just I'm kinda sad we won't get to see the three of them together again as Spider-Man, um, but it was just so good, it was so good, the way they, they fought together, too, like, I, I loved that they had to, like, work through working together, because they are very, Spider-Man's always, like, a very solo character, he does team up with other characters, but, um, specifically in the Maguire and Garfield movies, they work pretty much alone, like, they have some outside help, but they, they work alone for the most part. And 
Tom Holland Spider-Man was the only one to really be part of a proper team. And I love that they thought it was a band. I love that Peter 3, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man thought it was a band. Because <laughs> that is such a me move, like, in a way. Because um, I, I I love that. That was I, mean, I would have asked if it was a band as well. Um, because I'm such a nerd about that kind of stuff. Um, but it was, it was so cute. It was so great. But, um, anyway, I, I just, I really loved their banter and the way they interacted. It was just so fun. And I, I'm kind of sad we won't get to see something like that again with these three. Um, it was just so good. Um, okay, so my biggest, this movie left me with more questions and answers. Um, my biggest thought going out of the movie was, there are people who are still gonna know who Peter Parker is to some extent. Because, living in America, there there is a certain amount of legal documentation you have to have to exist as a human being like your birth certificate your social security number like there is documentation you have to have to exist and there's a paper trail right um what what about his his doctor records his legal records um his records from school is matt murdoch gonna know that peter parker was a former client of his but not remember who he was do kids at school the not kids at school but the administration know that a peter parker attended the school but don't remember who he is what about the hospital staff or the doctors he might have met um what about anyone at like the dmv who might have worked with him are they good there is a paper trail to some extent in a way because how would he have been able to bought how would he have been able to buy that apartment without certain documents and being able to prove that he was, like, a real human being? You know what I mean? Like, because this, this is a world where, like, shapeshifters and extraterrestrials and all kinds of things exist. So you think there would be some kind of precaution to make sure, like, this is the person who they say they are and not someone who is, like stealing their identity in a way more so than we have now what okay what i'm trying to say is you think there would have to be a certain amount of like documentation and everything for him to be able to like function and like get a job and like everything because like i don't know about y'all but like when i got my job there was like a bunch of like records i had to provide and like paperwork i had to fill out and without those records there he wouldn't be able to get, like, a job or an apartment. So, anyone... There, there's still that paper trail. And, um, as well as photos of him on the internet, to some extent. Like, Ned and MJ, are they just... Are the photos that they might have, like, on Snapchat or Instagram or in their phones just not there anymore? Are they just gonna be scrolling one day through, like old photos and see this random guy who they don't know in these photos and be like wonder who that is or are the photos just gone that that is my question um i think we're just all kind of assuming like to some extent the photos are gone along with the memories but the paper 
trail still exists. The the school records, the 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 medical records, like okay, there has to be some record that Matt Murdock took him on as a case. Is Matt gonna remember him? Are Foggy and Karen gonna know who he is by some extent? What in the world? I I wanna know. I wanna know about the paper trail. Okay. I don't know if I'm wording it right, but like hopefully someone out there like notices. Like there has to be some record of his existence. Like, they're going to forget, like, every memory they had with him. Fine. But, like, you think, like, people have interacted with him on that level where they have had to, like, see certain legal documents and, like, deal with him in a legal way are going to be like, oh, who's this guy? And they're going to do some digging. And they might uncover some stuff or, like, question him. And that, that might do something. I don't know. I don't know. Um... I I want to know about the paper trail. Ah! Um, is every article written about Peter Parker, even not as Spider-Man, wiped from existence? What about any awards that he won? You know? For, like, science and everything? Like, what about all the awards he has won? Do those just not exist? Anyway, I have questions. I could do a separate podcast on all my questions. But I, I, don't, I don't have the time or energy to do that right now. Um, anyway, so, conclusion, I guess, since this little app is telling me I only have a couple minutes left. Ah! Um, I, I really did like this movie. I, I Dare I say, um, I liked it better than Endgame a little bit. Um, this, this is going to be one of my favorite movies, I can tell. Um, it's just, it had so much fun and just fun characters and fun little moments and just a bunch of little details that I loved. That was just so good. Oh, um, Peter defeating Strange with the power of geometry was so funny. As well as just not calling the school to be like, hey, can you, can you, can you hear me out? Like, that is such a me move. Like, not calling. Just immediately going to, like, Strange, help me out. It was just, it was such a fun little movie. And I, I, I hope that, like, it gets, I, I've heard they're, like, pushing for, like, certain awards for it. Um, superhero movies don't really do well at award shows, like, the Oscars and the whatevers, you know? I don't keep up with those. Um, so I, I, I'll be very interested to see what nominations, if any, this gets. Um, because it deserves some, it is such a good movie. It is one of my favorite movies now. Um. I I loved it. I loved every. There was not one thing I didn't like about this movie, and like I I'm generally a pretty positive person. Like I I love bad movies. Like I'm not one to like nitpick movies, but usually there's like one little flaw that I could find in a movie that I just like I don't like. Maybe maybe this one movie's flaw is this movie's one flaw is the paper trail detail. Um, but other than that, it's an amazing movie. I liked how well it brought in not only all these characters from things like the Netflix show and brought them into canon in a way, um, but I liked how it connected all the other Spider-Man movies. Movies that people like my friends and others out there have practically grown up with. Like, these movies have been around for 20 years. So we have 20 years worth of kids grown up now who have grown up on Spider-Man movies seeing this all come together and I think that is so beautiful I loved 
the introduction of all the villains and the multiverse. That is going to be something very interesting to see that all come to conclusion in Multiverse of Madness, which I will be seeing in theaters with my twin um, in May. I don't care if it's finals week when it comes out. Um, I will be seeing it. Um, I liked that it, it, it kind of brought everything together. Um, I, I really, I, I really liked this movie. I saw it twice. Okay, I normally, I will watch movies over and over and over again, but not in theaters. Like, if I pay to go see a movie, I'm gonna pay to see it once. Um, I think only Marvel has the power to make me go pay to see a movie twice. Um, uh, it was just so good. Everyone involved did so good. I just, I just, I want to gush about Toby and Andrew and Tom, just their dynamic. It was just so beautiful and just, they were so good. I love everyone involved, every little actor, every little person involved in the movie I, I i i just want to say thank you and i want to applaud you because this was beautiful um it was just so good it was so good i know i only have like an hour to talk about this i could talk about this for eight but unfortunately my my voice cannot handle that um <laughs> so anyway so i guess that that kind of concludes this episode my first little podcast episode Wow, I can't believe I've been talking for almost an hour about this. Um, that is certainly something. Um, I hope you guys stick around. Um, there's gonna be more stuff like this. I'm gonna get better as I go on. I swear, I probably won't record from my bed. I'll be more consistent. Felt like audio and shit. Um, and my dog not barking in the middle of it. Um, but yeah. Um, I upcoming episodes will probably include uh some supernatural stuff. There's a lot of stuff going down with uh, the CW might be sold. Um, Supernatural is a 15-year-long fever dream that ended over a year ago, but there's still stuff coming up out about it. There's still, like, drama in the fandom, and it's just, it's it's a wild ride, and um, there's a lot of little details coming out about, like, the CW um, has apparently not been profitable to, since 2006. I'll probably do an episode talking about the hilarity of that. It'll probably be short, but I... I I think I'll do, like, a best of, like, the Tumblr memes thing for that, uh, if I get the time. Um, there is also, um, I'm almost finished with Daredevil, so that will probably be coming up. Um, I, I really want to watch the apparently shitty 2003 Daredevil movie on top of that. Uh, that might be a separate episode, though, uh, because I, I love bad movies, um, Bad movies plus my favorite characters is going to be something very interesting to see. Um, so there's there's going to be some about that. Um, I I make music, so there's probably going to be a couple episodes about me making music. Um, I can't promise that they'll be out with any consistency because I am a college student um, and a full-time... I have a full-time job. So um, stay tuned for episodes whenever they air. Um, I'm going to try to post some stuff weekly. Uh, I can't promise that... Because I am a very busy person who can only really record when I am home alone. So, <laughs> um, I hope you guys will stick around. Um, I'm very excited. There's a lot of Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff coming out. So, that's going to give me a lot of content to cover. I probably will go back and watch older uh, previous movies um, for both Star Wars, Marvel, uh, 911, and Supernatural. Um, 
just to like cover those because I, I could talk forever about other movies as well, not just the new ones. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, uh, thank you. Thank you so much because I know this was not fun at all. This was probably not easy to listen to. Um, I'm very weird. Uh, I don't talk well. I This is a mess, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope you'll stick around. I hope that you'll, you like this. Um, and yeah, okay, wow, that's the end. Um, goodbye for now. Stay safe. Drink water, please. I haven't drank any water. You should do better than me. You should drink water uh, and eat your vegetables. They're good for you. They might taste disgusting, but I promise you they are full of nutrients and you should eat them. Take your meds as well if you have any. Um, anyway, bye! See you next time. Well, not see you, uh, hear you next time, I guess. <laughs>